welcome to my Neurodivergent Diary with me, Kitty Cowell. On today's episode, I am going solo. I don't have a guest. I had some technical issues with my last couple of episodes. Really, it was just the video. It's a long story, but now I'm recording from home and I have some things I want to get off my chest. As a neurodivergent person, specifically being a dyslexic person, there are times where I just don't feel like I belong. Sometimes I feel like I'm just not seen. And I'm wondering if there are other people that feel the same way. Navigating life, everyday tasks can be very stressful. And it sounds ridiculous because I'm not stupid. I have a high IQ. I'm very lucky that I was diagnosed from a very young age. I was six years old when I was first diagnosed with dyslexic and I was diagnosed as gifted dyslexic, which sounds absolutely wanky, doesn't it? Frankly, that title. But basically I have a high IQ, but I also had low scores in some things like reading and writing and spelling. And that is why I am dyslexic. Generally navigating life is not a problem for me. I am very eloquent. I am able to talk and be confident most of the time. But there are things that are so normal that other people find so easy that I don't. For example, I had gone home to the Cotswolds to visit my mum and some of my friends from school. I'd gone out for lunch with two of my friends from school and I'd parked in a car park using an app. My friend could not download the app because the signal was really bad and it was a massive queue to pay and display. So I said, let me see if I can add your car to my app. We did, I managed to pay for both of our cars and we went for lunch. The next day, and this is where it gets stressful. The next day, I took my mum shopping to a different place and we parked and I used the same app to pay for my car parking. I realized after a few hours that we probably needed to add another hour on our car parking. So I went into the app and I saw that I had paid for my friend's car. So I had parked, I had paid for parking, but it had the wrong registration in there just because it was still in the app. Bearing in mind, I use this app every week when I'm in London to pay for parking. So my details of my car are in the app as well. It didn't come up in a really obvious way when I paid for the parking to check that I was paying for the right one. It wasn't bold, it wasn't obvious. And I think it should have asked me twice to check, is this definitely the car that you want to park? When I got back to the car park, we had got a parking ticket and I was really upset. I mean. I got over it, but when I found out and when I was trying to pay for the parking and add an extra hour when we were in the shop, I changed it to my car registration once I'd realized what happened, but it was too late. I didn't know that until I got back to my car. But in that situation, when we were in a shopping center, I really had to calm myself down because I felt so angry with myself. I felt so stressed out and I generally in that moment I remember saying to my mum I just feel like the world is not made for me sometimes because generally this isn't a mistake that most people would make because they can see. I cannot literally see, my brain does not decipher text especially when it's black on white. It just doesn't read it well and things do not stand out to me clearly and that is a dyslexic problem. Now I'm wondering if other people have had similar situations. 
I wrote to the people that had given me the car parking ticket and I explained what had happened and I could show that I had paid for parking. And I said to them, your app needs to make this clearer because I've never added another car before, so I never had the problem. But some people will have multiple cars and they could get into the same issue that I've been in. And beyond that, as a dyslexic person, we need to advocate for ourselves and say, this isn't clear, this isn't bold, and you need to make sure that you're thinking about people like me. But yeah, they wrote back to me and they let me off the fine and they said that they would go back to their app de development team and try to make it better. And it honestly made me emotional because there are so many times in life where I feel like my issues, God, that sounds, it sounds so negative, but like my brain and the way that it works are not validated and it makes life harder for me even though I'm not stupid. And there are so many people that don't have, you know, just because I have a high IQ, like I feel like I have to like wear a badge of honor saying that, but there are so many people that are dyslexic that are not stupid even if they don't have a gifted IQ, you know? And I'm so sick of society making us feel like we are. Our brains are so, so different in ways that are magical and amazing and also in ways that are just debilitating. And it can be unfortunately extremely stressful for us to just navigate life. And that's just with dyslexia. Well, I say just with dyslexia. I, like I say, have been diagnosed dyslexic since I was very young. And I'm now in the process of trying to get a diagnosis for potential ADHD or ADD. And I tick all the boxes, so I'm pretty sure that I have one of them. Um, but that thing of having multiple voices in your head, I remember when I first saw a TikTok of someone like depicting that and they had made a sound that sounded like 20 voices happening at the same time. And I got really like emotional because I was like, that's how my brain is. And I've tried to explain it before. And I know in the past, you know, you have people say like, oh, do you have a voice that speaks to you in your head? But like, I'd be like, yeah, I have 10, but if I tell them that, do they think I'm clinically insane? <laughs> like I have one voice talking about like the latest Corn album, another voice telling me that I should drink more water, another voice having a go at me for not doing yoga this morning, another voice being like, you need to do your car insurance, another voice telling me like, what have you eaten? You forgot to have lunch. Like there's so many things going on in my head at, at one time. Which leads me to another point that sometimes communicating with neurotypical people can be really difficult and I try to advocate so much for myself. A, I'm lucky that I've had a lot of support since I was young and B, I have got myself a lot of support as an adult with my mental health, which specifically I focus on like communication with other people, um, which I think in general society has an issue with, but on top of that being neurodivergent, I just am different, my brain works differently. And being dyslexic, it can be hard to communicate. Although I am, you know, able to talk well, sometimes, well, basically, I didn't use to be able to communicate my feelings well. And through therapy, I've been able to do that a lot better. And I think a lot of that comes down to how I feel because I'm neurodivergent and stuff is difficult sometimes. And sometimes I need people to understand I need to be treated a certain way because that's how my brain works. For example, I need clear communication. I can't deal with maybes if I'm making a plan with a friend to do something and they're like, maybe this, maybe that. And I'm like, can, can you just not come back to me until you know what you wanna do? Like, or I will just be like, this is happening at this time, can you make it? Um, 
because otherwise everybody I think most most people not everybody but a lot of people don't like you know plans that are not made clear but for me there are 20 things going on in my head right now so for you to also not be clear with what's happening is really going to stress me out so if I have 20 voices telling me different things and I'm trying to clearly communicate with someone okay let's do this at this time here and they're like oh maybe but maybe this I'm like I I can't I can't navigate that so I will shut down and in the past I did things like just like not respond to people because that has annoyed me and I didn't communicate it properly with them so now I'm really clear with communicating with people but then sometimes people can tell me I'm too blunt so I'm like okay but I'm dyslexic I'm neurodivergent and I'm being really clear and honest with you I'm also empathetic I think the thing is that some neurodivergent people are are very well known as being like very blunt for example a lot of autistic people communicative autistic people uh, have a bad rep for being very blunt but all they're doing is being very clear and if we all can be kind and understand that that is not someone being rude to you that is because they're autistic or that is not someone being rude to you they are dyslexic and they're just trying to clearly communicate with you and not take things in the wrong way if someone has been clear with you that they are neurodivergent like can we please try and like understand that because we're trying to communicate with you and it's not easy for us either so yeah, anyway, that's just the stuff I wanted to get off my chest today on the podcast. Um, let me know if you like these little episodes where it's just me talking about things. I feel like I have to watch that ADHD um, documentary that has gone on TV. Was it on BBC, I think? I think it was a Panorama documentary, um, which everybody is saying is awful. I haven't watched it because, to be honest, it, I feel like it's going to really piss me off and I've got enough going on in my brain right now and in my life. But... But that being said, there seem to be a lot of documentaries and programs about ADHD on the TV right now. If you would like me to watch them and then do a debrief and discuss them on the podcast, let me know. You can hit me up on at My Neurodivergent Diary on Instagram and TikTok, or you can just find me at Kitty Cowell on Twitter, Instagram, TikTok, YouTube, etc. Oh, actually, my YouTube is KC Television, which is where you can watch this. So that's it. That's the podcast episode. And I'll see you soon. Peace out.